Welcome to the Magnificat Podcast. We are an international ministry to Catholic women. Throughout this series, we will pray together, share insights, and hear amazing testimonies, typically from women of faith who have been touched by the power of the Lord in their lives. This is a decidedly Catholic podcast, and in this series, you will hopefully learn more about the Catholic faith, God, the Blessed Mother, and much more. Thanks so much for joining us. Now let's listen to a great program. In the 1980s, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn felt led to write a Bible study. Along the way, they met and were encouraged by two saints, Pope John Paul II and Mother Teresa. Marie clearly remembers meeting Pope John Paul II. She said that he was so gracious with that beautiful smile he had, and she said he went on to uh, greet Deacon Ken first, and she said, I don't remember what he said to him directly, but when he came to me, I remember him distinctly saying to us, do not get discouraged, finish your work. And then she said he took both of their hands and gave them a blessing. Well, if that were not enough, Mother Teresa uh, goes on to tell them that it is a wonderful work of God, and I assure you of my prayers that you may continue to do this work, which he has entrusted to you with great love. As it turns out, the Bible study, before it was even published, went all over the world through Mother Teresa's order, the Missionaries of Charity, and also the Legionnaires of Christ. This Bible study, The Bread of Life, is a Catholic Bible study. It has the Neil Obstat and Imprimatur and focuses on the readings for the coming weekend. Let's listen now as Marie helps us to hear the Word, pray the Word, study the Word, proclaim the Word, and live the Word of the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Bread of Life Catholic Bible Study. The paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, 26. Let us begin with prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. I cannot understand your word without your grace. I acknowledge my weakness so your power can reach perfection in me. Send your Holy Spirit to remind, teach, and guide me to the truth. And may I share as soon as possible whatever you teach me. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Amen. The power in this Bible study is for you to do the lesson in the privacy of your own home and to develop a personal relationship with our God who loves us with an everlasting love and wishes none to perish. This upcoming Sunday is the 21st Sunday in Ordinary Time. Download the lesson, which is free of charge, from stdismasguild.org. Do the questions on the day specified. When Ken was alive, we each did the lesson separately and then came together and shared our answers. 
Sharing in this way helped us to grow deeply in love with God and each other, thus enabling us to love others the way he loves us. The application from last Sunday's Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary. The first reading reveals the spirit within us is stronger than he that is in the world. 1 John 4, 4. The second reading showed that a Christian is born to live forever. The gospel reveals that a blessing is a gift from God to you and for others. This week can be a time of great joy and possibly even a time of great pain for you. You can ask God to bless you with a spirit that hungers and longs for him. You will be opposed by many distractions when you decide to submit yourself to Christ. Each day, make time alone to pray to Jesus. Read a passage of scripture and meditate on it. And then, like Mary, be submissive to someone who is near you. That means putting that person first. It might mean ridicule or even rejection. Remember, blessedness is loving others, not yourself. Jesus died for you, and this makes you blessed too. I took time each day this week to pray to Jesus. My quiet time in the morning is my most precious time to talk to him and share my heart with him. Not only that, but I put my praise tape on and praise and worship him. I love that time alone where there are no distractions. I also went to adoration and I love that time alone with Jesus also. I look back to a couple of times I was alone with Jesus in the adoration chapel And those times were really special because there were no distractions at all. I cried for years saying I don't feel loved to Ken. It has taken years of study of the Bible study for me to say today, without a doubt, I know I am loved and precious in the eyes of my Lord. I look to Ken to fill that hole in my heart. And as much as he tried to He never could fill it. I can say today, Christ has satisfied the desire of my heart. What was a helpful or a new thought from the readings or from the homily you heard on Sunday? What you learned? What personal application did you choose to apply to your life this week? Well, I answered that. What struck me from the gospel was the encounter of Mary and Elizabeth, both sharing what God has done for them. Elizabeth acknowledged Mary's faith in believing what was spoken to her by the Lord would be fulfilled. Mary acknowledged his presence in her life by proclaiming his greatness in who he is. My application to that? Be as excited as Elizabeth was when someone shares their faith in Jesus and follow Mary's lead by praising who God is and all he has done in my life. This Sunday is the 21st Sunday in Ordinary Time. 
The gospel is from John 6, 60 to 69. After hearing his words, many of his disciples remarked, this sort of talk is hard to endure. How can anyone take it seriously? Jesus was fully aware that his disciples were murmuring in protest at what he had said. Does it shake your faith? He asked them. What then if you were to see the Son of Man ascend to where he was before? It is the Spirit that gives life. The flesh is useless. The words I spoke to you are spirit and life. Yet among you there are some who do not believe. Jesus knew from the start, of course, the ones who refused to believe and the one who would hand him over. He went on to say, this is why I have told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted him by the Father. From this time on, many of his disciples broke away and would not remain in his company any longer. Jesus then said to the twelve, do you want to leave me too? Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe. We are convinced that you are God's holy one. The word of the Lord. We'll go into the question. What did many of the disciples say to Jesus? Give us this bread to eat. And about what were they talking? About his flesh. What did Jesus ask his disciples? Does it shake your faith? What then if you were to see the Son of Man ascend to where he was before? What does the Spirit give us? Life. And what is the flesh to us? Useless. John 6, 63. If we live by the Spirit, what will we not do? Galatians 5, 16 says, my point is that you should live in accord with the spirit and you will not yield to the cravings of the flesh. Five, what are the words that Jesus speaks? Spirit and life. What did Jesus know from the beginning? The ones who refused to believe and the one who would hand him over. Who draws people to Jesus, John 6, 65. No one comes to me, he says, unless it is granted by my Father. Who chose us and for what reason? Jesus chose us in it to go forth and bear fruit. What did many of Jesus' disciples do? John 6, 66. Many of his disciples broke away and would not remain in his company any longer. What was Simon Peter's answer to Jesus's question? Do you also want to believe? Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe. We are convinced that you are God's holy one. The personal question. How have you experienced the spiritual new life through his holy word? Deacon Ken wrote that in one of his books, 
I have come to personally know and experience God through the study of his holy word. I have been encouraged, forgiven, renewed, and strengthened to go and bear fruit through my experience with his holy word. I am a new person with the power of the Holy Spirit within me. And I answer that. I experience new life every morning as he speaks directly to me through his holy word, especially in the readings of the day. The psalm this week is Psalm 34, 2 to 3, 16 to 23. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall be ever in my mouth. Let my soul glory in the Lord. The lowly will hear me and be glad. The Lord has eyes for the just and ears for their cry. The Lord confronts the evildoers to destroy remembrance of them from the earth. When the just cry out, the Lord hears them. And from all their distress, he rescues them. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. And those who are crushed in spirit, he saves. Many are the troubles of the just man, but out of them all, the Lord delivers him. He watches over all his bones. Not one of them shall be broken. Vice slays the wicked, and the enemies of the just pay for their guilt. But the Lord redeems the lives of his servants. No one incurs guilt who takes refuge in him. What is the Lord saying to you personally through the psalm, and how can you apply this to your life? Deacon Ken has, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted in his application by offering to others through the power of the Holy Spirit, the healing heart of Jesus Christ. They will see Christ in me by my actions. And I have many of the troubles of the just man. I can apply this to my life by trusting God and reminding myself that I am a temple of the Holy Spirit and he is with me and watching over me. And knowing Romans 8:28, all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord, that the result will work for my good. We'll go on to the commentary. When we look at the Greek translation of the word skilleros, we see that it does not mean hard to understand, but hard to accept. The disciples knew quite well that Jesus had been claiming to be the very life of God come down from heaven and that no one could live this life or face eternity without submitting to him. Today, as it was then, it is not the intellectual difficulty which keeps men from becoming Christians. It is the height of Christ's moral teaching, Christ's moral demand. Man will never be able to understand God fully. And any honest thinker will accept that there must be a mystery. The real difficulty of being a Christian is that it demands an act of surrender to Christ. And it demands a moral standard at the highest level. Jesus tells us that the all-important thing 
is the life-giving power of the Holy Spirit. He goes on to tell us his words are spirit and life. Only Jesus can give us true purpose in life and the power of his Holy Spirit to work out that purpose against the constant opposition that comes from without and within. All spiritual renewal begins and ends with God as he reveals truth to us and then lives within us, we respond to that truth. Many of his followers found that they were not ready for this kind of message of renewal and deserted him. The reasons they left could have been that they realized that he was not going to be the conquering Messiah king they expected. They were disappointed that he emphasized faith so much and not enough on doing good things. He refused to give in to their self-centered requests. As we grow in our faith, we may be tempted to turn away because Jesus's lessons are hard. Will your response be to give up, ignore certain teaching or reject Christ? Remember, we do not do good things to become good. We do good things because of the good that is within us. And that goodness is the Holy Spirit. 1 John 4, 4. Today, ask God to show you what the teachings mean and how they apply to your life. Then have the courage to act upon God's truth. Our application the first reading shows that to accept a challenge means to change. The second reading shows submission means to give of self willingly and joyfully. The gospel reveals the high moral demand of Christianity. This week, let the challenge of Joshua stir you to show that you and your household will serve the Lord. To do this, you need to practice the gift of listening to the members of your family. Listen to the hurt and rejection that others are experiencing. Then in submission, respond by serving their needs. Your willingness to serve is a definite sign that the core of your submission is the power of the Holy Spirit. Remember, to submit to another is difficult. And to submit means to love. To love means to be in obedience to Christ. Be obedient to Christ is to be submissive to one another. Do you see how God's love is so intertwined in our lives? Let us pray. Thank you, Lord, for this lesson today. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for teaching us to love one another as you have loved us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
God bless you. Have a wonderful week. To more fully participate each week, you may visit the St. Dismas Guild website at stdismasguild.org. That's S-T-D-I-S-M-A-S-G-U-I-L-D dot O-R-G to either purchase the Bread of Life Bible Study book or download the complimentary lessons. In 1989, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn began this prison, pro-life, and pro-family ministry to remind us that the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, verse 26. God bless. Thanks so much for listening to this Magnificat podcast. Have you been touched by our time together? If so, for more information or to find a Magnificat chapter near you, go to our website at magnificat-ministry.org or visit us on social media. We would love to hear from you. You can also email us at magnificatcst at aol.com or call 504-828-MARY, M-A-R-Y. Until the next time, may God bless you.